0: Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Gary Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week we are welcoming Michelle and Liz from the Three Gossip Girls podcast and Total Betty Media back to the podcast for the second time. I feel like we've done it more, but that's because we've been on yours. And yeah. so <laughs> you guys joined us for Runaway Bride. And now we are back to talk about Just Friends, which came out in 2005 and stars Ryan Reynolds and, uh, Amy smart, or I watched this with my mom. So I've got a lot of good momisms. My mom was like, isn't she the girl that's in all of those time traveling movies? She met Rachel McAdams. And I'm like, I, no, I get her confused with
1: Elizabeth <laughs> smart. The woman who got kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh Not God, her so either.
0: <laughs> um, yes. So I think Liz, this was your pick. Is that right?
2: This uh this movie is one of my like top ten favorite movies, and I know there's a lot of it. It's, it's a hot mess. I understand, <laughs> but I watched it. I guess uh, 2005, so I was 16 when it came out, and it just hit that spot of when I first fell in love with Ryan Reynolds, and me and Michelle's sister, Sam, like we have a special bond when it comes to this movie and we, my entire family can just quote it from start to finish. And I was like, if you guys are doing that movie, like I'm there, I'm totally there. This is my movie. So yes, that is why I am here. And
0: I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And Michelle, had you seen this movie before?
3: Yeah. So like Liz said, my sister and her were obsessed to the point where they would just rewatch this movie and on repeat and repeat every single line to the point where it's like, I hate this movie. I cannot <laughs> watch this movie anymore. Like, I can't stand it. And so out of rebellion, I'm like, I don't like this movie. It's not funny. And so when I re-watched it for this podcast, I'm like, it's funny. You know, I was just annoyed because you guys kind of ruined it for me. But... <laughs> No, oh, there's definitely funny parts. I mean, I there's parts where you just laugh. It's ridiculous and it is a mess, but right. it's a
2: rom com. Yeah. It's just like it that is. quintessential yes. rom com, which is why we're here, right? It it is. Honestly, <laughs>
0: it's ridiculous. A, it's a Christmas movie.
2: It's a Christmas movie. Yes. yes. Who knew? <laughs> I
3: forgot. I
0: I don't think I had remember I think I've only maybe seen this movie like once or twice and so I had completely forgotten that the premise is that he is back at home for Christmas and I was like oh we should have saved this for for Christmas because he time. was
1: flying to Paris with Anna Ferris, who is a pop star which I was like this is when we were in peak like hating on pop stars like she is a maligned woman and there would be like a free her movement these days. yes 100% <laughs> um but yeah, so then they're playing like lands in his hometown. It's you're right. Like this movie is ridiculous. And there's a certain level of like, I'm just going to relax and ride with it because it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. And it is crazy. And it sort of knows that. Although it's yes. funny you said that you watched this a bunch uh, with Michelle's sister <laughs> and you got sick of it. Because, Carrie, did you say before they hopped on that this is the same director as The Sweetest Thing? Yes. Because the sweetest thing is the movie that Carrie and uh, her best friend would watch constantly. And I was like, and it also has like a sort of similar, like ridiculous goofiness to it. Mm -hmm. So now that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a rom-com. That's what it is. Yeah, And I feel like there's not another actor. I'm sure there is another actor. But in my eyes, like Ryan Reynolds was the only one that could play that part at that time in 2005 like he was just kind of coming off of that
0: this was definitely like his like van wilder stage like the over the top like
2: right he's like he's like peeling off the layer of i can do other stuff but i'm still gonna keep it funny and ridiculous (laughs) yeah he was like never trying to
1: be a incredibly serious actor or if he did
2: it didn't take (laughs) right
1: yeah which isn't what we want from a ryan reynolds no
2: no he no. just has like the most perfect comedic timing for a movie like this. Like, as Michelle was saying before we were recording, like his facial expressions are just so re- over the top ridiculous. whether he's trying to or not. That's just his face when he makes a facial expression. but like I just felt like, okay, that's why I think the movie is so funny because of because of him, I guess, because truly because of him. <laughs>
3: Well, also, Anna Faris is just hysterical, too.
1: And I I love them
2: together, the dynamic duo.
1: I think Anna Faris and Chris Klein, which, where is Chris Klein? Why, I would like to welcome him back to the world. But they were, I will say I did not love this movie. I don't know that I'd ever seen it all the way through, but, like, I so I don't think I had the, like, nostalgia of it from childhood. But Anna Faris and Chris Klein were the bright spots for me. And I love Ryan Reynolds, but for whatever reason... I, like I was just like annoyed by the pr- movie and therefore annoyed by mm-hmm. him, which isn't fair to sweet Ryan Reynolds because you're absolutely right. He has very good comedic timing. <laughs> I love him very much, more than I am proud to say, but like Anna mm-hmm. Ferris is hilarious in this movie. This I is love like,
0: her. I feel like this is like what she does best is this <laughs> sort of like over the top, ditzy, like ridiculous- the house bunny.
2: That's one of my, like, not even a good movie, but one of my favorite, like, just makes me feel good because I can just put it on the background and she just cracks me up and the concept is so stupid. But she just, she has really just good comedic timing too. And I just, I always enjoy her movies.
0: I also just feel like she seems like an actor who's like down for anything. Like whatever a director throws at her, she's like, sure, great. Yeah, let's try it 14 different Mm -hmm. ways, you know? Like, and it just comes out like totally absurd but hilarious
1: yeah she doesn't have any sort of like I mean it doesn't seem like she has any sort of level of like self-consciousness which like lends itself very well to ridiculous comedy acting because she can just sort of like go over the top and you buy it
2: have you guys ever listened to her podcast yes uncle I just think that's such a a fantastic podcast like the concept is great and she just she just seems like a good person <laughs> like yes. a nice human in Hollywood <laughs> like doesn't yeah. take her to, to herself too seriously
0: yeah totally Liz since this is like one of your faves kind of on this rewatch were there things that you were like oh that hits differently or like um for how'd sure you feel about it this time around
2: like the homo jokes but I feel like that of brothers brothers do that not that it's right but my entire life I've watched brothers and like that's like their dig at each other is to be oh you're a homo and it's like you could have picked another could have picked another insult here definitely that does not hold up
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I understand like the relationship between the brothers I love so much because I feel like it is truly relatable you're beating up your brother in one minute and then the next you're like I love you here's a cookie and I just think it's like (laughs) the two of them together are really funny um so that I think definitely holds up but yeah the that that rom-com I was a dork and now I'm not so I'm gonna act like I'm an asshole and I'm aloof and then in reality to the core he is that same old quotations dorky guy that won't let it come out I guess that's like the redeeming quality of it but like him acting like an asshole up to that point not so great
1: <laughs> I will also say like I like I think you're right I think his character was like dorky and nerdy and we buy it so part of me and we can get into the whole like should we even have thin actors in fat suits but the other thing oh, about this yeah. movie is I was like he doesn't even need to be in it like he doesn't he didn't need, need to, to be, be portrayed as a fat character 100 percent. i would have just bought him in that like geeky dear evan hansen wink he had on i would have just bought him as a geeky character and so like the addedness of and again it's 2005 so i think mm-hmm. like same with the sort of like brotherly homo jokes to the fat suit thing it's like we were hopefully in a different time but i was just like oh we don't
3: need it <laughs> and then to also have on top of it yeah that was the one thing that just bothered me the most was the fat suit where Mm -hmm. there's that there's that comical aspect of it because of you have ryan's facial expressions like that's him you know the the lip singing at the end of the movie at the ending credits like him and you know but we don't need to do that we didn't need that and i think today that would not we not we're not doing that anymore no. I hope that's not I would hope so I was sort happening. of thinking I was like
1: there's so many like there's so many shows and movies I enjoy that use this tactic and that I think are like really well respected and more recent like Friends is obviously not more recent but like famously had Monica in a fat suit but then you also yeah. have like New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine have mm-hmm. both like recently in the last 10 years had like characters in a fat suit in this same sort of way and I so like like this movie was so far before we were ever like that is icky to just be like yeah hey making fun of fat people be like putting a thin character in a, a fat suit just to like laugh at them it's just a mm-hmm. hard way to start the movie I sent I was trying to like unpack my feelings about it and I sent uh Carrie an article I found uh written by Aubrey Gordon who's like book we talked about of few months ago that talks about like the problematicness of thin actors wearing fat suits we will link it in the show notes and I can send it to you all if you want but it was she just like perfectly encapsulated like how like the icky feelings I couldn't articulate and you're right like Liz your point was like he was geeky and nerdy so we didn't actually need him to be anything else like it feels like feels like an unnecessary addition right. and you could have done the same movie without ryan reynolds
2: in a fat suit right The the yeah. one part of the movie that only requires the fat suit is <laughs> when he s- turns his head to the side after dusty not dusty T- tim has been reading his <laughs> yearbook And he goes, oh my God. And like the five double chins, like that is an iconic part (laughs) of Just Friends. But I understand it's super problematic. It doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. When I think of this movie though, do I think of him in the fat suit? I don't actually like the one part of the double chin. Yes. That part I think of, but other than that, and him singing, I swear, which is also iconic and didn't need to be in a fat suit for that either. Cause it would have been just no. as funny if he was lip syncing it with a Coke and whatever.
1: And it's his face that makes it funny. It's his like face in his the facial expressions. Yes. Yeah.
2: Cause I watched so, the whole credit sequence yeah. and I was oh like, God. this it's is funny. funny. It,
1: and it honestly, like, I think because of the time we're in, I was like, it feels less funny because he's in a fat suit. Like I wouldn't be enjoying this so much more if it was just like Ryan Reynolds dressed as a geeky teenager.
2: Right, and right, it's like, funny because right. on TikTok, Ryan Reynolds has now started his own TikTok. I'm like up with the trends now, of course, and, the and um, he did this obviously not in a fat suit, but he recorded himself lip syncing. I swear, and I was like, oh, see, like still iconic, but you didn't need to be in the fat suit to do it. It's just your ridiculous facial expressions.
3: That makes me happy
1: because all- it makes me feel like Ryan Reynolds gets that he didn't need he to be in the fat it. suit, he and I was like, it. let yeah. me do this. I feel like
3: and it'll, it'll still be funny
2: exactly.
3: but it also goes to that when yeah. movies and shows would do this in the fat suit it's like they're not even it's not even like this offensive it, it's just I, you know what I'm saying like it like to make fun of someone in that size it's not even an offensive style si- it's just bad it's right just bad. right do you know it's what I mean it's, it's it's just bad
1: well, and that's the thing, they had him standing at one point next to like Tim, the football player, and their bodies were the same. Right. right. And I was like, I right. guess because this guy's like a football player, his weight is accepted in a way that mm-hmm. like the geeky guys isn't. But it's also just like, like why do we need to be, like per- just perpetuating this idea that fat people are either like unfuckable, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. like. yeah like the problem with teenage Ryan Reynolds was his confidence and that he was like a little bit nerdy. It was not his size, but also then the idea that he like grows up and becomes an asshole and be, and then like is redeemed. And like, it's, they're like attaching morality to thinness in a way that I think is Mm, a little bit icky. And you're right, Michelle, like, it's just like, it wasn't necessary. And it, it, it's not like consistent throughout the movie. And I, and it, colored it a little bit for me
3: yeah and then of course there's always the you know I'm sure we've all I mean I have been for 100% sure you're in high school and you want your redemption story Mm -hmm. and something or someone might be the catalyst for you to maybe change an aspect of yourself but at the end of the day you really should just be changing for yourself Mm -hmm. and not because of and then also the morality of what really counts is on the inside yeah, and it really matters how you feel and not how people perceive you. So there's a whole mix. It's just a it's just a bag <laughs> a mixed a thing. We're just throwing like everything at you in this movie. Yeah, and I feel like I'm a semi
2: ignorant. I'm semi ignorant to it because of my emotions, which I should not let come through. But I like your thoughts and opinions. Oh, on- thousand percent are valid and that is how I feel when I look at it in the bigger picture and then I'm like oh shit this is my favorite movie <laughs> but also yeah, the point this of this podcast is to be like
1: sometimes the things we love are
0: problematic yeah, yeah, and you can sure. still love and
1: enjoy them while accepting yeah. their
2: problems <laughs> like right
1: yeah, yeah like
0: our tagline should be like all your faves are problematic like <laughs> yeah just it's the reality you know but it's true yeah we're yeah. not here
1: to shame anyone's love of any movie we are just here (laughs) to point out where things could be we're just critiquing yeah yeah Yeah. uh we will like i said we'll link to that article in the show notes because it was very good and i did it also like the writer who wrote it is uh, a fat woman and so it was very sort of like from her own perspective i think she wrote it around the time that show insatiable came out which had Mm. like I didn't watch it, but it was like a girl like a fat girl in high school gets her like mouth wired shut from some accident and then gets thin and like gets revenge. It's all like sort of icky revenge body stuff. And it's like you can grow up and become a better person and either like maybe you will lose weight. Maybe you will gain weight. But like your body size doesn't define the sort of person you become as an adult.
2: Right. 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 You know, inside it should be. And so what he has to the core should have just been enough for Jamie if she was going to see him that way then to see him that way but she takes her unfortunately until he shows that true self in a skinny body yeah for her to wake up and be like oh I do love everything about you just the way that you physically had to change and grow up made it yeah so that's icky too Nothing well, about yeah. that
3: too. <laughs> but that's true too. Or it's like okay, when you get out of high school, you grow up, and she matured yeah. herself, she and did. she's not interested in dating like the assholes anymore. And she's like, oh wow, I reconnected with my best friend, and maybe there is something there. And yes, a new bot, you know, a different right. shell. So but- maybe I'll give
2: her the benefit of the doubt that that wasn't what she was looking for in high school. Not necessarily that it wasn't there if she really wanted to think about it. Yes. But now given an opportunity to realize, oh, he was such a nice guy. Let me try and feel this out. And then to learn that maybe he's not so nice, but then he's still there until the core. So
0: I'll go for the benefit of the doubt. I actually found her character to be fairly likable. I mean, I do think there's the underlying issue of like, it takes him being in a thin body for her to like recognize his worth. Um, And that is inherently like an issue, but, you know, even in high school, like she, she doesn't give it to peer pressure. She stands up to the jerks. Like, yes, she dates them, but she also recognizes that Mm -hmm. she has that problem. And she's not like won over by him as an adult until he like is nice again. Like his, all of his like gross misogynistic like friend zone rich guy shit she just like doesn't really have any patience for um and so that I feel like is a bit of a saving grace in the in the story because I found her very appealing and likable even in the moments where I was very much not rooting for him
2: yes
3: yeah oh for sure
2: the part where they go to the diner and the sweet and it always makes me feel so bad when he's so rude to this waitress because I'm like she right. just wants the memories like you kids always came in there and she gives him this huge stack of pancakes and Jamie's like relax little girl like I mean we should be calling him a little girl but <laughs> like relax <laughs> right yeah, that's but my all- sandwich you schmuck and like right. call
3: it a day. yeah but also I will take in defense of that because of Matt, like being shamed and he hasn't been in this town for like 10 years. And so he was always known as the chubby kid and being made fun of for that and like being called out for that. And so then he's shed that he's like, I'm, this is no longer me. And then to go back to a place that probably really hurts is like, here we are back where we used to be with the girl that I was in love with. And I feel like I'm back and the waitress being like, Oh, you know, (laughs) chubby little bunny or whatever like that would probably hurt me too I think that would probably make me snap and I totally I I totally
2: agree with that you know what I mean you didn't have to go so far as to be like I didn't have this water I'm stuffed
1: (laughs) well also (laughs) there's so much to a back about this scene yes first of all the (laughs) joke that he only ate pancakes but then also that he's like no I'm just gonna drink water my like little eating disorder antenna was like
2: no you have to eat food like you need water water isn't filling (laughs)
1: just pull the cheese off
2: her grilled cheese like do something dude right like just eat yeah well I wonder if that's sorry
1: I did used to want to eat this but now I'd like a and then like order happily what you want to order
3: yeah (laughs) and you know I just want to like give
1: him intuitive eating rules totally yeah
3: But it's true about the eating disorder. He's like, I can't eat sugar. Do you know what that would do to me? Like there's Mm -hmm. definitely, you have a bad relationship with food, which is a whole nother (laughs) segment. (laughs) Totally.
1: (laughs) And the movie's not like recognizing that. They're not like, you know, let's talk about the disorder that's allowed him to become thin. It's just like, isn't it funny? He doesn't eat sugar and only drinks
0: water. It's like, (laughs) oh God. (laughs) I feel that That was like sort of like the peak of this humor in 2005. I mean, think about like, you know, like Monica in the fat suit and like all of the jokes and friends about oh. like what she can and can't eat and that kind the of thing. Entire like, I feel episode like it was she just all the cookies. Ev- oh, right. God. It was just everywhere in 2000, like around mm-hmm. this time in the late nineties and early aughts. Like we just weren't having the same conversation about right. food and, and body positivity that we are now.
3: Mm-hmm. What year did Shallow Howl come out? That's, That's a roughly around this, like 2000 yeah. 2004, I think. I mean, talk about a problematic movie that I always enjoyed. Same.
1: Same. I have not seen it in so many years, and Carrie recently was like, "We're gonna have to do Shallow Hell, I are mean, I was like, "Eventually, yeah, <laughs> yeah." But
3: like, I know it's been a while, but yeah. it like, was similar-ish
2: sort of concept
3: to I it. Do, and- yeah.
1: I also wonder, and like maybe we should have done them together as a companion piece, but mm, too late now. Mm-hmm. I wonder the difference in the movies between like talking about a man in a fat body and talking about a woman in a fat body like Mm -hmm. and also like amy spart is a a, like is a blonde thin like like the sort of ideal looking like hollywood pretty woman and jack black is not those things and so i actually wonder like Mm -hmm. the gender differences between this and shallow hell and i haven't seen shallow hell in long enough to Speak to it in any kind of intelligent way, but I do wonder how th- these those these two movies compare.
3: Mm. It was super interesting. Now I have to watch shallow how. Yeah, really hone in on that.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Then the one part in shallow Hell that gets me. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but when you see the little girl in the hospital and like what she actually looks like, that like like Ooh, scarred me. About that. That scarred yeah. me. Not in like well, a yeah. in a way. It just made it just made me so sad that like every time I think about that movie that's what I think about I'm, like I have to get to that scene and I don't want to watch that scene because it's so heartbreaking to me <laughs> I love, I like love that I like, movies I won't watch because
1: they're trigger- they're like two sad scenes
2: yeah <laughs> I mean I like try to prevent myself from crying like all the time so <laughs> if I know there's tears in it I'm definitely not gonna watch it
1: <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I'll say about Ryan Reynolds in the fat suit and fat makeup is that it also was bad fat makeup. Like you could see where his chin ended and when the prosthetic began yeah. and they would get really close on his face because he does have such good facial expressions. And I was like, it's creasing. Like I can see the, yeah, prosthet- like, I can see where the prosthetic up. is creasing against his actual skin and it's driving <laughs> me crazy. And you know what's you really funny? at least done accurate fat
2: About makeup? About that is that they filmed this in like canada in the dead of winter like super super cold and this is just my dvd extras that i've seen a million trillion times over (laughs) the years but he was like like profusely sweating at all times in that suit and it's like if you just would have made him look thin with the thin body that he has you could have avoided all of that But he just suffered for hours on end
1: I don't think they trusted the work the retainer was doing. The re- I was like, the retainer has given it to me. The, the retainer is perfect. I'm so sorry. The deer, I can't think of it as anything other than the deer Evan Hansen wig. Cause it didn't it, really it is what
3: it is. <laughs> um, the although goose. there was a
1: great review of deer Evan Hansen that was like, that is shockingly his actual hair? <laughs> like, is I, it? I, that according to the review, they like Ben Platt's hair. Wow. Wow. Which I'm not sure
0: which is worse.
1: Yeah. Which is the worst <laughs> <laughs> option. I don't think you want your actual hair mistaken as a wick. No. <laughs> you no.
0: Want to go the no, because that way.
1: means
2: that it doesn't look authentic and real. Right. Maybe it's right. the like lengths to which they've
1: CGI'd his face to right. make him appear. So you just
2: assume the whole your- thing is fake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a really good TikTok. I think I sent it to Carrie. That was like, uh, it was like referenced Greece and like one of the uh, Greece guys who was like Fully fifty when they made Greece, and it was like you can believe this guy is sixteen. You can believe
2: Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. None They're of them are all those like men... forty.
3: They were so yeah. old. Like Kaneki. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, Sunny,
2: the guy who played Sunny, literally right. had like nose hairs like coming out like gray <laughs> <Right>. nose hairs. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that guy looks like like his kid should be graduating from high school, not exactly. that he yeah. should
1: be in
2: high school. Yeah, yeah, that, that was
0: awful. Like a- awful.
1: It looks like a bad what's the Channing Tatum Jonah Hill movie where they infiltrate high school it looks like a bad version 21 Jump Street <laughs> thank you yeah oh yeah. uh, too funny mm.
0: My goodness. one of the things that I struggled with uh, in this movie is like his total 180 and I like and uh, granted I understand that like nobody likes him when he's, when he goes back and he's a jerk and and she doesn't like him and he doesn't get the girl until he's nice again. But this whole concept of like this girl in high school rejected you. And so you become like this total dick and like, and completely disappear on her. She says like, I haven't talked to you since we graduated. And it's like one bad night and you turn on your best friend. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's he so like, and then he like has this whole theory about friend zone and like that, you know, there, there would be no other reason that you'd want to be have a relationship with a woman other than sex you know and it's just it felt so like misogynistic and regressive and I was just like why am I rooting for this guy
2: right when he says girl? the anger bang he's like right. I want the anger bang and Dusty just wants the anger bang and you're like whoa
0: really yeah, that's and then it's like like at one point it's like somebody says to him like tell her how you feel and it's like well how does he feel does he actually like her or is he just trying to like prove to his like dorky high school self that he can win her and
2: don't like, i don't even think he knows like, until right. literally the last few minutes of the movie
0: yeah um
2: and then he wants to marry her right
0: and i mean yeah. she, like
2: date first
0: <laughs> wow right. And we've talked yeah. about Ryan Reynolds and he is like inherently charming in that way. And so like some of it is just helped by his presence, mm-hmm. but I, I had a very hard time, like rooting for this guy to end up with the girl that I found very appealing.
1: Cause right. arc, it doesn't take place over the whole movie. You're right. It happens in like the last five minutes when like basically Anna Ferris is throwing himself on her and he's like, you can't do that. You have to like actually have a conversation with someone how you, about how you feel. And like, that's when it clicks for him. And right. it was like, no, I wanted to see him like gradually become a better person throughout the movie and also like eat some pancakes and maybe a sandwich.
2: I, uh, I feel like this is like another runaway bride situation.
3: <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I was just
2: going to say list. I'm
3: waiting for it. Liz is gonna like that say it. was
2: how exactly how I felt with that movie and that was the first time I watched so it's understandable that that's how you would view it I'm like yes actually dissecting it he doesn't even realize he wants to be with her until after he says he doesn't want to sleep with her like he had that opportunity and she was like I was like throwing myself at him and he didn't take the opportunity and they have this argument about it and he says really some shitty stuff too about like how you're the girl who peaked in high school and just fucked up shit but yeah. he needs you know, to realize until then
0: that's yes. exactly right michelle
2: <laughs> therapy
3: therapy, oh, therapy, 100%. therapy it's like, it's like who hurt thesis. you it's just
1: like everyone and everyone in therapy
3: we all <laughs> he needs therapy so bad but he put up these walls over one person and like that's who hurt you and it's just uh, also
1: like he didn't know his other two best friends from high school were married to each other which is also like I understand it's 2005 so Facebook is in its infancy but Mm. it does exist and also like moms exist like your mom's your mom would have told you that your best friend from (laughs) high school married each other like I I just don't like the way they have him completely distanced from this town yeah like I can I can buy he hasn't gone back in 10 years but the fact that he doesn't know what's going on with anyone
0: (laughs) right right particularly with that mom like he's got the mom that like cuts out the like wedding announcement and and mails it to him you know what I mean she's the actress that always
1: plays that
2: mom
3: she's the best I love her I really I really she made me laugh a lot
2: Carol yes I have be yourself is the best part hands down of the entire movie and everyone again my family were always like be yourself (laughs) it's just so funny and ridiculous that like like where did this come from but that was like so perfect and necessary as he's like acting 10 holding his snow globes like my snow globe collection like it just it was funny that part was really funny yeah yeah that part was
1: really funny The relationship I rooted for in this was Carol and Chris Klein. Like when they're like, that was the chemistry. When he and he's like, it is obviously (laughs) revealed that Chris Klein is also a giant douchebag who's just trying to have sex with her to get revenge over his like. And he was pimply in high school. Like he had a different affliction. We're gonna make fun of. Right. But like his being like like inviting her to the movie and the way he called her Carol like truly it was (laughs) 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 he like so perfectly played that guy that is a guy everyone has met or known I just I was like where is Chris Klein and then I googled it and he did uh get in trouble for a DUI around this time but is allegedly sober and I'm happy for him
3: oh good to know yeah that scene
0: where they where they all go to the notebook I thought was pretty funny um and my mom another like (laughs) Melinda-ism she my mom always for a long time like could could not figure out the difference between Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling and so she was like, "Do you think they did the Notebook in this movie because people get Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling mixed up?" And I was like, "No, mom, that's just that's you. just you, mom." But also, <laughs> she was
1: getting Amy Smart you. and Rachel McAdams mixed up, which so is weird. let the cast swap.
0: <laughs> she just had flipped. The, I was like, "What? What are you talking
1: about?" What's the turnaround of this movie, though, because I googled it and the Notebook came out one year before. So I was like, oh, they were, wow. they, they had their finger on what was hot.
3: Mm-hmm. They knew. The notebook is- has become such like the quintessential movie. And I feel like every TV show, every movie yeah. for like the sappy, you know, romantic movie to go to. Like, listen, I feel like we talk about this all the time. We're like, why the notebook? Here it is again. You know? Yeah. I don't, the don't even like make that a boy movie. much. <laughs>
1: I had a guy on a plane once I made the uh, fatal error of somebody asking me what I did for a living and, and lying and not lying. I told the truth um, and it, it never <laughs> works out well because once I had a Uber driver give me his script to read and hopefully uh, pass up the ranks. I was a production assistant at the time and this guy on the plane asked what I did and I was like, oh, I'm a writer and he was like, what kind? And I was like, like TV and movies and he was like, oh, so what's your favorite movie? The Notebook or Titanic? And I was like,
2: what? are those Neither, But Titanic <laughs> is a classic. <laughs> I swear to God, listen, that was my response.
1: I was like, first of all, those are not the only two options for women and also Titanic. Get
2: <laughs> out of <laughs> Hands down, Titanic is a way better those movie than that.
1: Those no I, like, I just all. know those what? are the kind of movies girls
2: like. And no, I was like, absolutely not.
1: I was like, A, number one, Titanic. B, number two, you suck. Please stop talking to me. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: it is Um. interesting that like 16 years later the notebook is still like that does hold up the notebook is like the sappy whatever like absolutely holds up there's so many
2: other gut-wrenching movies that you could watch like a walk to remember is like ripped my heart out of my chest a million times right watch that I will say yeah. when they
1: like replayed that scene where she like remembers I was like I don't watch this movie because this scene makes me too Same. sad. <laughs> it like, actually choked want- me up
2: and I don't know why because I've seen that movie but I haven't seen that scene in a long time remembering like what she was going through at that point. I was like oh my god I'm getting choked up just watching the small scene in this movie. It's uh, like yeah. in keeping the faith when they go
1: see what a man loves a woman and you have uh, the scene where Andy Garcia is yelling at I think it's Meg Ryan. And you're like, I don't yeah. want to watch this. I don't like mm-hmm. this. He makes me sad. His wife's an alcoholic. Like, I yeah. watch a comedy. I don't want to be reminded of the sad movies I'm avoiding. Right. I, ooh, I wrote, she should end up with Dusty. That note I wrote for myself doesn't hold uh, up Because as it turns
2: out,
0: he's
1: fooling wrong. all of us.
2: Yeah. But like, also, I guess, because he was trying to play it up, like he was such a nice guy where it took Chris a while to kind of realize like, oh, people like the nice guy. And, but they're ultimately like the same in the end. Now that yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it, they both Dusty just wanted to, out, yeah, he has like a, a maneuver, which Chris kind of has that maneuver too. like, don't friends, don't get friend zone. Just, you know, always kiss her on the first date and friends don't date during the day. He had a whole like plan. And Dusty also has like a plan because he is dating multiple women at the same time.
3: He just like, changed how is it the name different? of the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In the
1: song. I, maybe I'm gonna make Carrie cut this out, and this will just be for the three of you. But I recently asked someone out the very first time I ever asked a man out for coffee, and now I'm worried if the don't if he like thought it was work related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have made it drink. <laughs> well, it's when is it? Now. Wait, has it happened? No, we're circling back in October because of busy schedules. Oh. Cut this out. Cut all we're this. We're circling out. back Wait, in October.
3: So I think it's I a date. I think it's a date. I'm gonna go it, date.
1: I do not work with him. I'll
3: well, I'll follow up in October if
1: we're either married or
3: not. Just send like a gentle reminder. Gentle reminder, our date is coming <laughs> up. Yeah, just I'm be circling like. Back. Instead of back also, the use of you the phrase "circling
1: drinks? back" is inherently like corporate, like industry related.
0: Yeah, yeah so don't oh, say, say
1: that. that though. Don't say, don't
0: that. say, <laughs> that. Don't say that. Just like, friends was, would be work related.
1: Cause it, cause he, cause it it could be like a networking thing. Okay. I live in Los Angeles. You never know if you're on a date or if you're on Mm -hmm. a networking thing. They, the crossover is. So what can you
2: just say? Like, instead of coffee, can we meet for drinks? I mean,
1: guys, I can't do anything now. I Mm -hmm. just have to wait and
2: see. I will not be the next
1: to email. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: Oh, we're in a template over email. Oh man, yeah, that really. I didn't have his phone number.
1: Please cut this. <laughs> what if he listens? What if he listens to that our very few male If he listens to our and it's so podcast, and it's, it's so charming, it's
3: so charming, so cute. If he listens. I looked it's at so our charming. metrics
1: today, and it was like, oh, the little circle of like what genders are listening to your podcast, and I was just like, why do I even look at this? I know it's like a tiny little thing of men. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. We know. <laughs> I like, oh, yeah, thanks to that, that, that 15% of dudes do There were a couple of one-off lines that there was, uh, they referred to the Asian guy in the recording booth mm-hmm. as Hong Kong, Kong, Kong Fui. Fui. Mm-hmm. That was tough. There was a, uh, oh, at one point they said something about Mr. Lee and he's like the dry cleaner. I was yes. like, yeah, yes. that stuff. Yes. No, no Dusty. <laughs> a line that doesn't like layers of doesn't hold up. At some point, they refer to the R word guy from Subway, which like yeah, a using the R word as a slur, and b guy from Subway. He's not around anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that line was doesn't really work bad. on so many levels.
2: Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh wow, yeah. 2005, we were still saying the R word. I thought we were so progressive, like so far ago. But I yeah. guess in 2005, we were still doing that. Yeah, that doesn't no that doesn't sit well at all. That part is really tough to watch. He's like, "You prick!" Like it would have been a funny scene if you didn't say right. what you said. Yeah, but my and that was Jamie's scene,
3: dad. That was yeah, Jamie's dad, exactly. So that. it's like,
2: well, he's kind of a prick, and the mom seems sweet. So like, how did she turn out to be such a good girl? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But my favorite scene of the entire movie is the part where. Chris brings home Samantha for the first time and they're talking and the brother comes in and he says he slapped a ham to it an hour ago. And the mom's like, what ham did you just slap? Not the ham I just bought. And then Anna is like, oh, do you have anything besides ham because I'm on a paracoon diet and I need salmon now. And then the mom says, well, salmon's such a pretty color for ventures. I just, the entire scene gets me every time because it's so perfectly like, thought out and like how one person says something the next person just takes it and doesn't even know what the hell they're talking. It's just that scene is my favorite scene of the whole movie. So I funny. think it's the
1: best scene because that's also like my favorite kind of writing where it's yeah. just like no one yeah. understanding like four <laughs> different people having four different conversations feels so like oh, naturally good. family. To <laughs> yes. Me. Exactly. And the mom yeah, not understanding what slapping a ham was I'm wondering if our mom while watching this movie Carrie was like well, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm wondering if you had to explain that to mom.
2: Your mom seems like such a cute lady. And you know, I would love to <laughs> just, just give her a hug.
1: I know. <laughs> See, the movies said, we have made her watch.
0: The best part, the best like mom moment was she said, um, people don't really carol anymore. That's sad. It's like, excuse. <gasps> like they don't know? really go on, like they don't really go carol. Cause there's a scene where there's like carol singers. <laughs> like there's people caroling. <laughs> and mom was like, people don't really go caroling anymore. That's sad. And I was like did they ever like <laughs> only in movies
3: that's a hot take and I love it
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: don't carol anymore well, also
1: so for the cute. last
3: 10 plus
1: years I have gone to a party with my closest friends growing up called our Christmas caroling party now to be fair it's been a good eight years since we actually went door to door we just like sing at each other and drink but this year mark my words because has said that 2021 we're caroling at her door it'll only That's be her so but just <laughs> oh, so that she, surprise
0: her that. also
1: because now one group of that one two people in that friend group have a baby so like you we're gonna bring carolers and a baby to her door she'll just die <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so i don't cute. think i've ever actually been in the presence of carolers have you michelle it happens
3: in movies all the time it does you No. Know, List we grew up in a condominium together. I know, so they they were not around. (laughs) No,
2: but like not even going to like there was no friends' houses that had happened at like people weren't around the block walking and caroling. But you see that it never happened all all the time.
1: I don't know that carolers ever came to our door.
0: (laughs) No, I think it's one of those things that like only happens in
1: movies and TV. Maybe it's British; they do it in Love Actually. (laughs) That's true. Actually, nobody does do it in Love Actually. It's a lie. Right. Yeah, I don't think
0: it's
1: a real thing. I don't
0: think it's really it wrong at Christmas times. Hmm. Mm.
1: We'll come to your door too.
0: I do appreciate <laughs> that there's a level of like camp and over the topness to this movie. Circling back, we talked a little bit about the director, roger Cumble Kimball. Circling something. back. He circling back. <laughs> um. So, like, he also directed the sweetest thing. He's direct. He directed like a handful of episodes of. Pretty Little Liars which is like a totally ridiculous campy show like I feel like he just has like um, a good sense of sort of like pushing the envelope into the absurd
2: he was actually in the movie she throws her when she's out out the the metal shop or whatever and she like throws something at him that was him again my deleted scene brain I'm like oh yeah that was the, the director in there
1: worry right now that DVDs aren't really a thing that people aren't getting deleted scenes and, and I know commentaries as much like I love a DVD commentary what are the
3: kids getting now I don't know you have to go on YouTube and look it up is that what you yeah. do I mean My things husband? are still
2: going on DVD right but like oh. nobody's buying them they <laughs> must be yeah like they're like five bucks at Target yeah <laughs>
0: My husband always reads the, like, IMDb trivia after he sees a movie. Me too! So yeah, yeah. How Like, how he's getting those little nuggets.
3: That's yeah, me, I do that too. always. And TV shows, like, as soon as it ends, I'm like... Yeah, we <laughs> had thing this that
2: I... conversation I that we, like, like to ruin the shows. Like, let's figure out, like, what the trivia and, like, was that actually a set or not? Or what happened here? Who are they going to cast? Like, I love that right. stuff.
3: That's my biggest thing. Is I search for the sets. I need to see the fake house. I need <laughs> oh, to see the soundstage. I'm obsessed. In fact, I'm currently watching Dynasty, the remake that Josh Schwartz yes. remake. Okay. and I'm like, I'm tr- googling like a crazy person. Like, you know, I just need to find these houses. Like, I need to see it on a soundstage. I can't find screenshots. Hmm. I can't. I can't find any sets. I want you to come visit
1: LA, and I'm gonna show you a real life set. Oh bricks God. are made Please? out of Please? bricks are made
0: out of foam it's all awesome. I, I know this is so amazing my
3: real house it's up my real house i love sets i love all of it i went to school for production i just never you know but oh yes i would love that um, i'll come carol with you yeah
2: let's go caroling <laughs> and see all the sets of stuff um <laughs> yeah. i get fun
1: that houses like like i think i realized that like set houses aren't laid out like a real house like like right, the upstairs not. is actually just like Right behind a different set, and I'm like, Oh, it's not, they didn't build a real house. That was a real bummer.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's sad.
1: You're like, Oh, wow, like
3: everything is fake. I I love it, I love the fakeness of it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It's weird, I don't know why, but I do. So funny. Yeah,
2: I have to ask you guys the question. I feel like of the movie, it's not of the movie, and I know Michelle and I have talked about this, but I feel like this concept of guy and girl friend is it you become friends because you have a common interest or does one person in a heterosexual heterosexual friendship obviously does that one person kind of want something more and that's why they kind of like seek out this relationship and then for some reason it goes platonic from whichever person, but like, I feel like we've talked about, I know, Michelle, we've talked about this before, but I feel like with Chris, did he seek out Jamie because she was this like very vibrant, fun-loving girl who was super sweet. I mean, obviously, I think they've been friends since they were young. He says, like, mm-hmm. 20 years in the making when he kisses her. So I'm, like, having to assume that it was 10 years and then another yeah. 10 years. And they at one point say something about sixth
1: grade. Yeah, so they yeah. were Yeah, like,
2: so, like, I guess at that point, maybe he didn't realize, like, what he was feeling because he was young. But, like, did he continue his friendship because he, like, actually wanted to be friends with her? Or did he continue the friendship because he's like, wow, I actually really, really like her.
1: Are you asking the age-old question, can
2: can men and women men just be friends? Be friends? <laughs> I guess I am. Like, I don't know what I see in this movie. I feel like there's a part of me that feels that they had a true friendship to the core, but then there's a part of me that I feel like he was just always pining for her, and that's why he kind of stuck around being her friend in the friend zone, eventually hoping one day it will happen, but it, uh, yeah. it never does.
0: I would like to believe that he actually liked her and wanted to be her friend because again like i really struggled with this character anyway if if the conclusion is that like he's only hanging out with her to like be in a relation a romantic relationship with her like then i'm i'm like fully out (laughs) Yeah, yeah i feel like and i do feel like early on in the sort of flashback scenes or in the high school scenes we do see that he does care about her and they have memories or like in the scenes where they're watching like home movies and that kind mm-hmm. of thing like that to me felt like like what they were trying to portray in the movie was like a genuine connection between
2: yeah I hope that's how it actually was
0: for yeah. them even I'm though choosing... it
2: wasn't fake but no I'm choosing to
1: believe that yeah. also like I think she had a genuine like love for him and whether it was like her teenage like shallowness that kept her from seeing that when they were kids or it was just like growing up in maturity like I believe that can't like I would hope that he reciprocates that because I believed that from her and Carrie's right like she's such a likable character
2: I want right. happiness for her right yeah
1: I want her to get a love she deserves
2: yes
0: yeah yeah
2: is yeah. that Chris though I don't know I don't know <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> they make sold it. on that
0: man not sold on that this mm-hmm. is the guy that she deserves right but I need a sequel where he proves me wrong
1: yeah, or where she meets like oh, a nice no. teacher at the school she's now right. working at. Yeah,
3: yeah. and they That's have they like, like a that. respectful
1: fall in love. <laughs> <laughs>
2: respectful, just like a very
1: boring, like an actual. It's like how my dad always wants me to write the show about like how lawyers actually work, and I'm like, no one wants to see that. It's like I want <laughs> movie about how like relationships actually grow, and it's like, oh, it's actually kind of boring. It's just yeah, like, like nobody learning wants to about see each that. other, <laughs> right? It's like when I read Carrie and her now husband's text when they first started dating and I was like, these are sweet, but they're very dull. Like it's just like you two
2: asking about each other's lives. Like this isn't anything exciting. Yeah, you play like 1000 questions all the time just trying to get to know this person. So, and then maybe that's why it kind of works a little bit better with Chris and Jamie at the end because they do have that history. I mean, it's been a long time since they've Seen each other and talked, but I can imagine they've had so many conversations growing up, and they they felt like they truly knew each other inside and out. But then again, there's those ten years that were lost, which they both grew, which is great. Yeah. But he kind of not growing in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, so
1: I did buy his declaration of love for her at the end, but I think that might be more. Ryan, I almost said Ryan Gosling, more Ryan Reynolds <laughs> acting and that I am a self-proclaimed definitely maybe stand.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that is, to be fair, a movie where he does some shitty things in the middle, but his character yes. arc is much more fleshed out and better and believable. And he is like a, a realer person. So like when he's doing his declaration of love at the end, I was just like, I believe this because I believe you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> right. I,
2: think, I yeah. think that's what it is. We just like... <laughs> what he's saying because it's him and how he's delivering it and like I said the top like if it was anyone else it wouldn't work it just it just wouldn't work because he just has that he's just very charming yeah yes yeah,
0: very yeah. Charming. and he does float well between like hot charming guy and like absurd gross out comedy guy like he is able to kind of float between those two worlds um which works in a movie like this for sure
1: yeah is ryan reynolds controversial question is he actually very funny or is he just funny for how hot he is
2: i've heard this this controversial question don't know
1: the answer
2: i genuinely don't
1: know the answer because I, I mislead by it being attracted to him.
2: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, it works for him, obviously. But yeah, yeah, I think t- he's just yeah. funny because, as I said, he like he just has that perfect comedic timing, which is not always the case in comedians and in people mm-hmm. who are you know acting. But it doesn't hurt that he's attractive, and like, does <laughs> would he be attractive if he didn't have that personality?
1: That's another good, you know. Point. Is, it his, good point. is he not actually, actually that
2: attractive, or his right.
1: personality?
2: Right, which I'll is great. Know. Like that, your personality makes you more attractive. That's what it should be.
0: But I think that's in definitely Hollywood. True in his case, I mean, because he's a very attractive human being, but he's kind of like generic white guy hot. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing particularly like noteworthy about his hotness, and so I feel like part of the reason that he has. Stayed in like the cultural zeitgeist and continues to get work is because of his personality and his comedic timing and his ability on screen to be very like watchable. I think without that, he may have kind of floated. You know, he would have like been around in the late nineties and early two thousands, but I'm not sure he would have stuck around without the
1: personality. Right. He has. Yeah. A, I don't think I've ever realized, but he has like a Chris Evansness to him. Where, like, yes. they feel, like, very much the same type of person. Like, it surprises me that mom gets him confused with Ryan Gosling, except that <laughs> it's the first name. Like, she also doesn't know the difference between Jessica Biel and Jessica Alba. She just, like, people who look <laughs> vaguely the same and have the same first name. <laughs> so, like, maybe that. But I was, like, I would get him confused with Chris Evans because they seem, like, a similar kind of, like, hot but, like, sort of funny cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He has
2: he it, like too, Chris Evans.
1: Evans. There are hot yeah. guys that that like that like I would maybe have a chance with. Not Chris Hemsworth, no one would. He's, he's <laughs> that's the hottest He's untouchable. Honor. Yeah, but it's like it's like Chris Evans, Chris Pine and Ryan Gosling were like if I was quirky enough, you'd pay
2: attention. to Yeah, me. Chris Pine <laughs> too,
1: feel like yes, for sure.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so Chris true. Evans
1: Jen, Jenny Slate really blew the door wide open for hot guys and weird
3: girls. Mm. <laughs> any any, any Oh, the any one scene
0: thoughts? that I thought was really funny um kind of offensive but also but like intentionally so was Anna Ferris's um charity like PSA at the beginning where she's like we're bringing vegetarianism to the third world country which uh-huh. is like super super important and it's like it's so like absurdly offensive that she has this like black child and she's like we're in this uh-huh. like starving country and we're gonna like teach them how to be vegetarian yeah. um but it's so funny because it's so accurate of like sometimes like the causes that celebrities pick that are so like absurdly tone deaf where you're just like are you a real person like t- are you paying attention to the world is this what you think is important like come the on. activist premiering
1: this fall on cbs yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it reminded is. me
0: like it had like a similar similar tone to like the Gal Gadot Imagine video mm-hmm. that they did at like the beginning of the pandemic where it's like all these like super wealthy celebrities who are being like it's really hard to like be inside our mansions. <laughs> right. Like sh- nobody wants to hear about <laughs> your opinion on like vegetarianism in certain world of countries. Like, it's- yeah that like the- definitely like the-
1: didn't stick well. And the movie <laughs> sort of knew it though, cause they just had the like, albeit the only, uh, the only people of color in this movie were fully extras, but they had this like uh guy who was supposed to be a uh, resident of this third world country, just like get up, roll his eyes at her and walk away. <laughs> it was yeah. like, okay, no, the I movie think was, understands that this yeah is no it was definitely like
0: Intentional satire, which I thought, I thought it was really funny. I thought it worked quite well.
3: You know what part of, I was so this morning I listened to Drama Queens. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it. It's the One Tree Hill podcast with the three main actresses. Anyway, they were oh, talking really about, love. it's really, really it's good. It's really good. They, they were love. talking about on-screen kissing and how you how you kiss with your partner and you kind of open your mouth, but you don't use tongue and you just kind of you know make it and you work with a coach. And so I listened to that episode and then I had this movie I had Just Friends on. And I just kept focusing on all the tongue oh, outside yeah. the mouth, <laughs> tongue action. I'm like, woo. Anna Farris okay, does it
2: the whole I mean, she does it with like three different people in there, but she's I really know. like in
1: there, she's right. just like licking faces.
3: And then I was like thinking, yeah.
1: They, I don't. Think this was a thing in two thousand five? Like I think it's more recent, but now when you have like sex scenes, you have to have an intimacy coordinator on stage that yes, is like essentially yes. making sure that everyone is safe and comfortable yeah. and like right, things. And I, this was one of those things where I was like, if there was an intimacy coordinator on stage for this, they were like, <laughs> "There's nothing I can do. Just like let her at him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? And like fully in the first scene, they're in like a recording studio, and she pulls down his pants, oh! to theoretically give him a blowjob, and bites and his mm-hmm. lip, and he's like, ah. And there's like a booth full of people up there. I was like, what is yeah. <laughs> Whatever, get it, Anna Ferris. Yeah.
3: No, like totally get it. I was just so focused on like all the outside of the mouth tongue, tongue play. And I was like, wow. And then I was like, wow, imagine having to do that. Like in front of you. Okay, we're going to do this with your partner. Stick your tongue out and touch
2: tongue.
3: <laughs> Ugh. And there was a lot tongue. Thoughts. Lots of tongue yeah. going on next oh, yeah.
2: tongue. I just have like so many quotes written down, which is like not even, <laughs> like I could quote it from start to finish. it's like, just just cracks me up. Like, just cracks me up. And I always say I was born ready, bitch, because of Samantha James. Like, that is my. I was like, I was born ready, bitch. She's That's the my person in this
1: movie to be. She's yeah. not, She's who we respect. So good.
2: I'm sorry about poor. Like she's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. oh yeah that was a good with the thing. taser like who like yeah. of course you would taser yeah. her get tasered and taser someone and oh, the yeah. second There's that so taser came out in the beginning in the you
1: season. were like this taser is getting used in the end and, but th- but I had forgotten about it and so it was a shock when she yeah. tased his balls yeah 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 she tased his balls feels like a nice sum up of this movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> perfect
2: well I appreciate you guys watching my favorite movie thank you for letting me dissect it a little bit where now I feel like as a 30 something year old I have way different opinions on but you can con- still watch and love it but I can still love yes. it yeah I can still yeah. love it though because I do and I will watch it around Christmas time and I'll probably call Michelle's sister Sam and be like let's watch it <laughs> and let's let's have some hot chocolate or whatever because it's truly a Christmas movie but it's just I just love Ryan Reynolds, I guess. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we just had the
1: same thing. We watched America's Sweethearts and Carrie was like, I can't. And I was like, I still love it.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get it. There are problems. There's problems. Of course, I'm there's always going to be
0: problems. It. Another fat suit movie. Oh. Yeah.
3: That
0: yeah, was I insane. mean, the truth of the matter is like we're just having different conversations now than we were in the early 2000s. And so like things hit differently, but but also, like, nostalgia and is so powerful. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And I feel like it's interesting because you're right. It's kind of reversed from, like, Runaway Bride where you were, like, the newbie. And the rest of us were like, we love this movie. <laughs> we
2: love it. So true.
0: And so you were like, <laughs> trying to be
1: like, guys,
0: guys why is have this you watched? <laughs> and
1: I'm
2: like, guys, love it. Love this one. <laughs> but I get it. Like, I totally get it. Yeah. The best, The the greatest characters are, like, Anna Faris' character and um, Joyce, not Joyce, <laughs> the part that she says Carol, Carol, Carol. the fact that she Carol? says Joyce all the time that cracks me up. She's like, "Hello, Joyce." He's oh, like, "No, mom, on mom. I'm on the, on the phone." That, that was so I mean- funny.
1: Whoever wrote this movie and I have it written down, his name is Adam Text Rex Davis. I can't read my own handwriting. I apologize to him, but I was like, "Oh, you have a mother." <laughs> like, yeah. You oh, understand yeah. Understand
2: how to write a mother. Yeah. Like, mom, yeah. I'm ten feet away from you and I'm on the phone. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, but while well, I have you on the phone," it's like, "No, mom.
1: Yes. <laughs> Hang <laughs> on." Why are you at Joyce's? Like he, like she picked up the phone also. Like such a 2005 thing because now we just all have cell phones. But when he, she picked up the phone and to call her friend Joyce, and he was oh. already on it. And she said, so "Why good. are you at Joyce's?" I was like, "Okay, I succumb to this movie. It's funny. exactly
2: that part is so great. Just any scenes with her in it are just yeah. wonderful.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. perfect. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies, where can people find you if they want to check out your podcast or your social media?"
3: <laughs> As and I both point, uh, you can hands. follow <laughs> us and find everything at Total Betty Media on Instagram on Twitter. And you can listen to us uh, through the Gossip Girls pod. We're covering Gossip Girl every week. We're currently in season five. And our Friday Night Lights podcast is coming. And we're having a new baby. A oh, new uh, baby. Yes, November What 1st. a fun choice, guys. we been finally going to get never, Carrie to watch Friday Night Lights. I've never, I've never seen it either. We could be newbies together. Nice. We have to
0: talk. Oh. This will definitely, this will be the thing that gets me to watch it. Finally.
1: For years, yes. I have been trying to get, I don't know if I can relive Friday Night Lights.
0: I mean, I can and I
1: will.
2: You do it for the pod. It.
1: I'll do it. <laughs> Some of the more emotional parts, we'll get to
3: it. Oh am very excited. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> we'll have you on. We will have you both on and we can't wait to have you guys on for Gossip Girl this season. So we're yeah. looking forward to that. Too. We're very excited. Yeah, we'll
1: yeah. link to all of your podcasts and all of your socials and all of that in our show notes thank you and now where can
0: people find us
1: you can find us on uh instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on twitter at hold underscore up underscore podcast and rate interview and, and subscribe to ours and the three gossip girls podcast
2: thank you thank you uh, but
1: again only nice ratings we don't we're
2: not here <laughs> We say that all the time. If you're not enjoying it, please don't leave a review. <laughs> that's like, we say rate,
1: review, and subscribe, but we mean like five stars and above. I don't want to Yeah, hear like, it. that's you it. Just <laughs> stop listening.
3: Yeah, you like, thanks for that. the download,
0: If you don't like it, like, just don't listen to us anymore, right? I'm happy like, to you don't need you to, to tell us. It.
2: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, let's be right. ghosted rather than have a one to two star review saying exactly. you don't connect with these people. Okay, well you why'd you listen for so long. Then? you don't have to listen.
1: <laughs> we know what our voices sound like. You don't have to tell us if yes. they're annoying to you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly.
0: Trust me, if they're if it's annoying to you, it's like ten times more annoying to us. I yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> anyway thank you so much and thanks
0: girls it's always so fun to have you guys on yeah we love you guys
2: thank you we love you guys too